Hey friend, Graham Baldwin here with The Speaker Lab. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if someone gave you the exact process to find and book more speaking gigs in 2024? That'd be nice, right? Well, I'll tell you what, we're just gonna do that for you. We've created a new 18-page guide based on Dan Irvin's process that helped him actually book over $100,000 in speaking gigs in the past year. Now, Dan is one of our uh, team members here. He's this, a very successful speaker and also one of our coaches. And so you're gonna learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, proposal emails, and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps. Again, that's plural, thespeakerlab.com slash steps. We're going to send you that PDF guide right to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps. That's it. That's all you got to do. Go there. Hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. You're awesome. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hey, we're doing another special episode, a bonus episode. We're going back in the archives here, pulling out some of the timeless classics from the show. We've been doing the podcast for several years now. And so uh, if you have missed this episode the first time around, this is your chance to redeem yourself. So here's the deal. If you're looking to break into the college circuit, this episode is especially for you. I'm going to be sharing my personal experience from the stage and highlighting nine potential markets that exist within almost any college or university institution. This episode is going to help you position yourself in the marketplace more effectively with colleges and universities, and most importantly, the decision makers there. All right. We're going to also be talking about associations in higher education that must be on your radar and three foundational questions you need to ask yourself before pursuing a new to you market. So again, let's step back in the archives here. Let's get to it. Here is this episode on all about how to get booked to speak at colleges. Enjoy. Hey, Grant. I love your podcast. This is Eric Moss from New Jersey. My site is strongmanericmoss.com. I bend steel and break stuff to grab attention and illustrate character development. Here's my question. How do I break into the college market? Thank you. All right. Thanks for the question, Eric. Now, uh, first of all, I got to... Um... Uh, I, I liked your question because you said uh, if you can bend steel and uh, or you said you can bend steel and break stuff, uh, it sounded like you can bend comma steel s e s t e a l and break stuff. And I was like, that sounds very you're a very violent speaker. But now that I listen back to it, you can bend steel as in the object, and you can break stuff. So either way, dude, you're way stronger than me. So. <laughs> But I first heard that, like I can bend steel and break stuff, and I can come speak to to people. Like I don't think people want you to bend. To, okay, enough of that. All right. So uh, no, actually, uh, this is a good question, Eric, and this is something we actually we touched a little bit on briefly back in episode two. But I want to give just some some more thoughts here and a little bit more of a thorough explanation. The the college market in general, it's it's great. There's a, it's one that a lot of speakers do a lot of business in. I've done a lot of speaking in that that market as well. Uh, and one of the the things that's great about the college market is that one, there there's definitely there's a lot of colleges and universities literally all over the world, and two there's a lot of people and departments within colleges that hire speakers. And so, uh, I again, I know personally that they can be some great audiences to work with. I've worked with a lot of different schools and colleges uh, and really enjoy speaking to that audience. 
Now, before we, st- we talk about how to actually market to college and how to break into the college market, uh, I want to I refer back to three foundational questions that I always, I always ask speakers to consider. Uh, so number one, why do you want to speak? Number two, who do you want to speak to? And number three, what do you want to speak about? These are three questions I talk about regularly. If you've listened to the podcast at all, or if you've ever been, attended one of our, our online trainings, then uh, you definitely have heard these questions before. Again, why do you want to speak? Who do you want to speak to? And what do you want to speak about? So all all of these questions are important, but for marketing, you really need to think through those second two questions. Who do you want to speak to and what do you want to speak about? Now, usually once you answer one of those two questions, uh, it's it's easier to figure out the answer to the other question. Maybe for you, you know the who, but you don't know the what, or you know the what, but you don't know the who. And once you answer one of them, the other one can, you can, you can it can start to fall in place a little bit. I'll give you some examples here. So um, if I were to ask you who you want to speak to, the answer needs to be more than just college students. So maybe you want to speak to incoming freshmen. Maybe you want to speak to business students. Maybe you want to speak to uh, fraternities and sororities, people that are involved in, in Greek life. Maybe you have uh, you want to talk to athletes. Maybe you have no idea of who you want to speak to. So you have to answer that who question. Uh, now let's look at the other question of the what. What do you want to speak about? Maybe you want to speak about financial aid or personal finances. Maybe you want to speak about uh, diversity or relationships. Maybe you want to talk about decision-making or preparing for the job market. And so you really have to take the time to consider your answers to these questions because your answers to these questions will really make it simpler for finding the right people on a campus that you need to speak with. Because getting booking, uh, getting booked at a college doesn't just happen by just, by just calling up the school president and asking to be hired to speak. It just doesn't work like that. And so you really want to figure out who on campus you want to speak to and what it is that you want to speak about. So with that in mind, let me kind of walk through uh, some different opportunities on most college campuses. All right, I'm going to give you nine different potential opportunities on a campus, nine different potential markets that you could speak to. Number one is student activities, student activities. Now, when getting hired to speak at colleges, this is what people typically think of uh, student activities. So this is usually a, a board or a committee of students whose job it is to bring in a variety of different activities for students uh, throughout the year. So they may hire bands, they hire magicians, uh, comedians, various performers, but they also will hire speakers. Now, they may hire speakers for big events for thousands of students, but they may also hire speakers to talk about niche topics to a, a small group of students in a, in a classroom on a Tuesday night, that type of thing they may hire for as well. And so if you want to get in with student activities, uh, there's a, there's sometimes you can approach the school directly uh, and just talking, reaching out to the student activities board or the student activities committee or student life group. Uh, it can be, be called different things at, at, depending on the campus. But um, there's two main organizations I would encourage you to check out. Uh, one is APCA, A-P-C-A, which is the uh, acronym for the Association of the Promotion of Campus Activities. Again, APCA, A-P-C-A. The other one is NACA. NACA, which is the stands for the National Association for Campus Activities. So again, APCA, APCA, and NACA, NACA. And the way that these works, these are these are big national associations uh, based here in the U.S. Uh, and they put on these national and regional conferences throughout the year. And so the the primary uh, value for speakers is that they have uh, showcase opportunities. And the way that basically works is you have a bunch of different schools and colleges all come together. And they are going to those conferences primarily looking for, again, bands, comedians, 
magicians and speakers and other you know entertainers and acts to bring to their school. So they're they're not just going just to attend just for the heck of it. They're going oftentimes looking to hire people to come back to their campus. And so you may have the opportunity to do a showcase there. Now a showcase is basically where it would be you and a bunch of other again speakers comedians, bands, all these other types of entertainment acts. Uh, and you would have anywhere from, you know, 15 to 30 minutes or so to basically do some of what you would do uh, if you were to be hired. Uh, but then also it's, it's a bit of an infomercial where you can kind of tell them, you know, some of your experience and credibility and why they should hire you and yada, yada. But basically they're just, they're watching a bunch of infomercials. All these schools and colleges that are going to see these showcases at these conferences are there looking to bring some of these potential potential, uh, you know, acts, entertainers, speakers, all that stuff to their campus. So that's really what they are there for. The other thing that's cool with some of these conferences is oftentimes they will do what's known as block booking. Block booking is very common within the college market where typically a college will try to share the expense of bringing someone in by working with other schools that are in that area or in that region or in that state. So rather than, so for example, right now I'm based in Nashville. So rather than one school in California bringing me out and then going to a different school in Minnesota and then a different school in Georgia and then a different school in Alabama uh, and that are all spread out over all over the, the country, uh, if I were going to be going to, let's say, a school in Georgia, uh, then there would be other schools there in that area that would try to all get together and hire me to come speak at each of their individual schools, maybe over the course of a week. So rather than doing one gig for X price, I might do uh, five gigs at five different schools over the course of, of a, of, you know, five days, something like that. Uh, and so it can work well for that because you have these groups of schools that are used to working together and are used to hiring acts or speakers or whoever to bring to their school collectively. So you get some of that benefit by going through something like APCA or NACA. Now, in order to to do a showcase or to even to attend their conference, you do have to pay to be a part of it. You do have to uh, submit an application for it. So if you're interested, definitely check out NACA and APCA. Those would be the two big ones for that student activities groups typically are looking for. All right, the second group um, is orientation. Orientation. So this is where I've done a lot of work speaking to uh, college students. Schools oftentimes will, will bring in speakers to come in uh, and talk in usually in August or sometimes September when new students are arriving on campus. Uh, bigger schools may also hire hire speakers to come speak in January for students who are starting the second semester of a, of a school year. Uh, so this can be a really great market within colleges because many of them are looking for speakers uh, that, can, that can oftentimes be motivational, just kind of kicking off the school year, but can also be topical as well. But because these, uh, one of the great things about these audiences uh, or about this department or this market is that they do have a new audience every single year. And so this presents a great opportunity for speakers for repeat business. So for example, for me personally, there, there's one school that I work with uh, every single August, every single Janu uh, January for their orientation activities. Uh, and I've spoke at that school something like nine times in the past 
four or five years. They just bring me back every August, every January, every August, every January. And so it works really, really well uh, to get a lot of repeat business because, again, they are going to have a fresh audience every single year. Uh, So if you're interested in doing more with the orientation market, uh, an organization that you may want to check out is NODA, N-O-D-A, N-O-D-A, which is the National Orientation Directors Association. So they don't necessarily do showcases, but they do have regional and national conferences that you may want to look into. So I've spoke at both the national and regional conferences and I've got business there. The third uh, potential opportunity on campus is Greek life, Greek life. So a lot of campuses, especially bigger campuses, have fraternities and sororities commonly known as Greek life. And so oftentimes uh, Greek life speakers, they would talk about uh, subjects, oftentimes kind of sometimes more serious subjects related to uh, drinking, uh, alcohol, uh, drug use, partying, hazing. Uh, But then they may also talk about uh, subjects related to leadership and, and personal responsibility. So I've done a little bit of speaking in that world, so that may Maybe another uh, one that you want to look into, especially if you're someone who's coming from a, maybe you are really involved in your fraternity or sorority, and so you understand that world well, uh, that may be one to look into. The fourth potential opportunity on camp on campus would be athletics. Athletics for a lot of schools with sports, those athletic departments have huge budgets, uh, and so they can they may bring in speakers to talk to their athletes about leadership or or life after sports or personal responsibility or um, you know, behavior off the field. You know those types of things. And so there are several speakers that I know that do a lot uh, of speaking within this segment within colleges. So uh, so that may be something, especially if you were involved in college athletics, you played uh, college sports, Uh, even if you played pro sports, this may be something to look into that would be a good fit for you. The fifth potential market uh, on college campuses is going to be clubs. Clubs. Many many schools provide a, a lot of different clubs, sometimes hundreds if not thousands of different clubs on campuses, uh, just opportunities for students to get involved and to basically connect with each other. And so many of these clubs have a, a budget and they sometimes may bring in a speaker. So generally they have smaller budgets, but if you're, let's say you're, you're a niche speaker and there's a club on campus that, that's for a niche topic, it could be potentially a good fit. So uh, that may be an option as well. Especially if you're getting started and you're wanting to speak to more colleges, you may check out some of your own local colleges uh, or universities and see if there are like some niche clubs that may be interested in having you come in. Or maybe they don't have much of a budget. They can't afford to bring in a big name speaker, but maybe they've got you know a few hundred bucks or something. Or even if it made sense for you to go speak for free, that may be something to consider as well for the right type of club just to, to get some practice and to start to build some rapport or connection with those uh, with that audience or with the decision makers on that campus. Uh, number another one would be number six uh, staff training staff training on campuses so i 've been hired before by colleges to come do a, a staff training and so oftentimes this could be for campus employees, uh, many of whom may be students so I know one particular school that has hired me multiple times uh, they bring in an outside speaker once a month during the school year for a staff training, and so they hire speakers to talk about time management about personal finance leadership service uh, they 've hired me numerous times and they 'll come out come in for a day and I'll do a couple of different sessions and they'll have uh, different campus employees who will come uh, who will come attend those those trainings and attend those sessions. So that may be another one to look into. 
Number seven would be the being hired by the financial aid office. So uh, I've done some speaking on personal finance. And so I've been hired before by uh, financial aid departments within schools to come talk to their students. So basically any subject related to personal finances, scholarships, credit cards, debt, budgeting would be uh, relevant for something like this. Number eight would be individual schools and departments. So some of the, some oftentimes bigger schools, colleges, universities, they will sometimes have small schools within that college. So you may have uh, a major university, but within that you may have the business school or the school of, of education or engineering or arts or medicine. And so depending on your topic, there may be an individual academic school or just an academic department that would be interested in what it is that you do, especially again, if you're doing something that's more academic based or more um, more niche focused, then you may want to look into some of the specific uh, departments that may exist within a school. All right, and then last one, number nine, is would be something like a chapel. So if you're more of a, of a Christian or a faith-based speaker, many Christian faith-based schools, they bring in speakers to their chapel. And so some schools have chapel every single day, some maybe once a week or less, but uh, some of those oftentimes will bring in speakers. I know for me personally, I've done a couple of chapels at different schools, so that may be something to look into as well. So let's recap those nine. So number one would be student activities, number two, orientation, number three, Greek life, number four, or athletics, number five, clubs, number six, staff training, number seven, financial aid, number eight, individual schools and departments, and then number nine would be chapel. So I share those nine with you so that you begin to see the, the number of opportunities that exist to speak to college students. So if you're interested in speaking to college students, again, there's, there's plenty of opportunities, but you've got to narrow it down to who you want to speak to and what you want to speak about. So that would be the first key step there is really getting clear of if you go to a college of 30,000 students, there's a lot of different opportunities there. So who within that campus would you want to be speaking to and what is it that you want to speak about? You can't just say, I want to speak to college students. You have to start to narrow down who you want to speak to and what you want to speak about within that subset of college students. So from there, if you want to know how to contact them, here's what you need to do. You need to join us on an upcoming free online training uh, where we will walk you through how to reach out to decision makers, how to follow up with them. Totally free. You can go to freespeakerworkshop.com. Again, that is freespeakerworkshop.com. We go over in depth how you actually can can uh, find potential decision makers, reach out to them, what to say, how to follow up, how to negotiate, how much to charge, all of that stuff. Again, you can go to freespeakerworkshop.com workshop.com. But hopefully you've seen that there are definitely a lot of opportunities that exist in the college market. You've just got to get really clear uh, on which kind of category within that big category of college you want to be speaking to. All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Speaker Lab Podcast. And before you take off, don't forget, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review within iTunes. We read every single one of those. It helps it helps other people to find the show. Listen, we, we don't charge anything for you to listen to these. We don't have any ads or anything. We do this because we want to serve and support speakers like you. So one small favor we ask of you is that you would leave us some type of a rating and review. Again, we really, really do appreciate that. If you're looking for more help, support as a speaker as you build and grow your business at whatever stage you're at, don't forget to check out thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. We got a ton of free resources and tools over there. So again, check it out over at thespeakerlab.com. All right, my friends, that wraps up today's episode. We appreciate you hanging out with us. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.